episode number 23 of the Runners of Hue podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Odi. Today's guest is Araceli Richardson, and I am so excited for you to hear this conversation. She first got started running back in 2015, and her first race was the 2016 Houston Marathon, which she finished in really just over five hours. And in every marathon after that, she dropped at least a half an hour off of her time. And, you know, after she ran the 2018 Houston Marathon in a 3.42, she decided it was time to qualify for Boston. So she looked into getting a new coach, and the first man she met with, she met up, he watched her run, and he told her, you'll never qualify for Boston. Well, guess what she did in 2019? She qualified for Boston, running a 3.12, when I'm pretty sure her qualifying time needed to be somewhere around a 3.35. For someone who didn't know how long a marathon was when she signed up for that first race back in 2016, I mean, what an amazing accomplishment. So we talk about what her training looked like, how joining a team was a game changer, and we also talk through, as a female bi POC runner in Houston, what the environment is like for her here and the challenges she faces on her daily runs. So without further ado, I hope you really enjoy this episode. All right, so thank you so much for being here with me today. Um, we are going to just jump right in. So please okay. tell me who you are what you do, and where in the Houston area you live. My name is Araceli Richardson. Um, I go by Chelly and, um, or Selly. Um, I live in Spring, Texas. Um, that's a little bit north of Houston. Um, and what was the other question? <laughs> <laughs> what you do. Oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom, uh, homeschool, homeschooled my kids through the pandemic most of the pandemic very cool so where did you grow up i grew up here in houston um north houston mostly and um i went to i lived in the klein area most of my life and um yeah i ran uh, i never ran i didn't do any cross country any track i played softball so, oh, I loved, I loved softball. I started late. I started when I was um, 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. So I had to really hustle to be good because these girls were already years in and I had to catch up. So my dad would coach me and that's what I spent most of my childhood doing is playing ball. Well, then, so when did you get into running? I started running after my son was born. Um, I, my friend from college called, called me and said that we should sign up for the Houston Marathon and train for it together and run it together. And I thought that that was a great idea. I didn't even know how many miles were in a marathon. It was just I was just one of those people that is just like, you, you want to do that? Okay, let's do it. And we'll worry about it later. I think it was like, I forgot when it was, maybe April. Anyway, 
Okay, well, that's a pretty long time to train for your first. So when did she tell you yeah. how far the race was? I think, I'm not sure when the registration even opened. Maybe. Um, in 2015, you probably would have read, it would it would have been like right around now, first week of June. Yeah, June. so I signed up and she signed up and we we were texting and I said, yeah, I'm in and I'm doing it. And then I, and then I started looking it up. Oh, a marathon is 26 miles. That's a long time. A lot of a long distance. And so I started, um, I downloaded an app on my phone, the Nike runners app, and that where you can put like, I want to train for a marathon. When is the date and it does your plan for you. So I thought that was pretty neat that I had some like a schedule, you know, something official. Mm-hmm. So I started to like train and I signed up for a 10K and I did a little 10K. I started getting hurt and I was wearing the wrong kind of shoes. I went to Fleet Feet and they said that I had, I was wearing kids' shoes. <laughs> like I was wearing little boy shoes. No, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember like having to like, uh, like, oh my goodness, let me like look up real runner's shoes and like having to do all this research about like hydration and mm-hmm. what kind of clothes to wear when you run. And it's just like, everything was new. It's so new and so exciting. So much information. I felt like I didn't know anything and I was just so excited to learn and start to do something new. And so, I mean, so it's your first marathon, you're just starting to run and now like you start so did you start training right away in, in the like height of the Houston summer? I guess I did. I didn't even realize that that was a, that that was a, an obstacle I was going through, but yeah, I started, I started to train and I was, uh, uh, I would run around my neighborhood and I would literally do like laps around the same streets over and over. And, um, I found, um, I, I was talking to this guy at my church and he ended up, he said that he's a coach and man, he helped me so much because he taught me how to slow down my runs, how to slow down my run, my longer runs, how to um, use my heart rate to train. So man, I, I, I was thinking this is like next level stuff already. Like I am just obsessed with, cause I bought a new watch. I had the I was able to track all my, um, my heart rate. So yeah, I, um, I would listen to my music and read books. It was, it was an, it was a good time. And, um, I think I grew a lot in that time as a, you know, you know, because it's a, when you have little babies, so much of your time just is spent just giving and serving and helping and cleaning and, it's really easy to um, just lose, like just not to take care of yourself. And I feel like during that time, we had been through a lot of health um, scares with my family. My aunt had uh, lymphoma and had, um, you know, and so we were just, we were just really on edge. You know, we were like, everybody needs to go get checked. We need to just make sure we need to start taking care of ourselves. So it was during that time where, um, this is all happening. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to live a long time. If I can do anything about it, 
I'm going to go out there and it's not going to be because I didn't take care of myself. So that's what was motivating me. Do you remember before that first marathon, what your longest long run was? I did. Um, I don't think I did a long, long run. <laughs> I don't know, maybe like, I think I did 16 miles in my neighborhood, just running around in the neighborhood <laughs> by myself. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, I was, I had like, I had IT band issues mm -hmm. and the way that um, my coach, my friend from my church at the times, he, uh, he just basically slowed me down and that helped me to build up strength in a different way mm -hmm. versus pushing the speed and trying to get done quick so I could go do stuff. It was just like, slow it down. Even if you have to walk. Mm -hmm. He would say, even if you have to walk, you're going to be okay. Like you're still training, even though you're walking. And to me, that was just like, no, I'm not like, I'm not running. It's, I need to be running. I'm going to run this marathon. And, um, but he was right. I was able to do it. And so were you, were you healthy then back going into your first race? Your first marathon? I was. I, I, um, by that, by the time the race came, I was strong. I was, uh, super confident and fearless, be, not knowing what I was going into. I bought a, I bought a, um, a fuel belt like the night before I had never trained with it or anything, but I went and bought it and I filled it up with honey and water. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. And I just thought, oh, this is going to be really good. I'm going to be able to use this. And, but then like, when I started to drink it during the race, I thought, oh, nasty. What was I thinking? I've never even trained with this. I don't know why I'm doing that. So I, when I finish in my pictures, you can see like the big, both uh, flasks are like full of honey water. <laughs> so weird. That's, that's quite the random combination. I know. I don't know why I believed that. I don't know where. I must have read it somewhere. And I thought, oh, this is, I'm going to try it. It's going to work. <laughs> so for your first race that you signed up with your friend, um, what was that race like? And did you all run together? No, she didn't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, she didn't do it. She signed up. She paid for it and she didn't do it. I don't, she's never done a marathon. I don't, I don't think, no, she's no, but she's, she, uh, she felt really bad, but I was so, I, I was going to do it no matter what. Like I was not worried about her not doing it at all. Like it didn't, it didn't turn me off from doing it, but yeah. What was the other question? <laughs> How did the race go for you? Oh, great. Okay. So oh, the race day was crazy because we didn't know what it was going to be like downtown that day, how to get to where we needed to get. I didn't even know. I didn't have a team or anything. So it was just me and my husband dropped me off and he was just like, good luck. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and um, it was it was just one of those things like it was just exciting because it was all new and I was just following people and I think I was in the last corral and 
I was just so excited to be there. And I had, but I had some friends that were doing it from my church. So they had already done it. So they had shared what it would be like and how, what to expect, but it's not, you have to experience it for yourself to feel the nerves and to, you know, to hear the crowds and the, to see all those people together. It's just, and to know that you've done all that you can to be there and you're going to do it, you know, now you just have to have fun and enjoy it. That was just so exciting. I'd never had that experience before. I never felt like that. I was hooked. And so, I mean, you'd never gone, you think more than 16 miles and now you're out there, it's race day, you run 26, you were excited the whole way, never hit the wall? I was, I was just like amazed. Like I could have been, I think that I was just living my life, <laughs> best life. I was high-fiving people. I was eating stuff. I was, I didn't drink anything, anything. Oh, I didn't wow. drink water. I didn't drink Gatorade. I didn't. I was eating stuff because people were giving me, you know, they give you a banana or things like that. But um, once I, I was good until I got to downtown and I started to get a side stitch and it was like paralyzing. My whole side of my body was like in shock and I didn't know what was happening to me, but I was so close. So um, I have a video of my mom, my mom, sees me running in downtown and I can just hear her she's screaming at me and with her voice she's like pushing me towards the finish line and like she knows I'm in pain and I just oh I was just so happy to see them and I think that at that moment I was just like I have to just finish this I have to, I'm done like but when I did, I walked all the way into the George R. Brown and I sat down and I literally was like blacking out. My, I texted my husband and I asked him to come help me. And I don't know how he found me because, you know, they don't allow non-runners mm -hmm. into the George R. Brown. And my husband made his way to me. <laughs> I don't know how he did it, but he made his way and he found me and he carried me out and he got, he flagged down one of these guys with the little uh, bicycle carts. Oh, uh-huh. The little bikes. They're bike cabs, I think they're called. Yeah, he flagged one of those guys down and had him have them drive us to the car, but I don't know how we would have made it. I would have had to um, seen an EMT at the because it was pretty bad. He had um, he had an ice chest of coconut waters <laughs> for me because that's what I would like to drink after a run. I love coconut water. So he already had, he's so thoughtful. Oh my gosh, I'm just thinking about this now. I hadn't thought about that for so long. That's just such a sweet thing to do because I didn't tell him to do that, you know, and he had already thought about that. So I was just, and then I was like, I did it. like. I freaking did a marathon. <laughs> like I ran a marathon. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you almost died, but you ran a marathon. <laughs> Wait, so you run your first marathon, you're almost blacking out because it was so tough on your body. 
And that's what made like, and now you're hooked. Yes. I was just like, now I know what to do. Now I know how to make it better. And my time. And I mean, like my goal was just to finish okay. and, and I didn't have like a terrible time. I, I don't know what my time was. Do you want to know? Okay. Yeah. Tell me. Uh, it was five hours and 49 seconds. Oh shoot. That is bad. <laughs> Well, it's not bad, but it's just it's your first marathon. It was my first run more than 16 miles. Yeah, no, but I, that's a long time to be out there. It is. And I think that's what killed me. And it was a hot day. I was going to say, I, I didn't remember what the weather was I had worn the long sleeve mm. shirt. So, I mean, it was, it was time. Like <laughs> I needed to, I was, I'm glad I finished. <laughs> Well, so you run your first half, or I'm sorry, you run your first marathon, and now you decide you'll run your first half marathon. Yes. So that fall, <laughs> so you did the Houston, the other Houston half in the fall, um, but you'd also already signed up for your next marathon, although we kind of talked about this online. When you're in a race, you're racing, right? You wouldn't use that as a training run? Yeah, no, I'm, I don't, I'm not somebody that signs up for any, just any race. I'm really intentional about what, um, what my race, where, what I plan and where my races are. So I, um, I signed up for the, for my next full immediately after, <laughs> of course. So you had immediately signed up for your next marathon. Yeah. So I'm literally like in the car, I get an email that says registration is now open for the next Houston marathon and I signed up again and not even thinking twice. Like I just like, I want to do it again. I'm going to, I know what to do now. Uh, I know all about heart rate. I'm, I'm an expert. Like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and um, honestly, like it, the whole, um, the whole idea of like signing up for something like, I love that it gives you a purpose and it gives you a reason to like, like be intentional about your workouts. And I'm doing this for a reason. It's such a great motivator, right? Like, I just, I, I feel like that's, that's really why people race so that you have a reason to, to do the everyday workouts. And um, yeah, I wanted to race a half marathon. And I think after this race, I ended up finding my running team and champions. Okay. And, and so I started running with a, um, a team out here and uh, with it, champions running association out here in spring. And, you know, running with a team was really different for me and it just like changed the game because you, you hear all these things and you um, it's like you're, you're sharing stories and experiences and it just like you just you can just take all of this stuff in and grow and it makes you better and I just love that I love that so much and so I mean so well you did the Houston half first mm -hmm. in the fall um and it was your first half so how did you <laughs> Here's a I don't one. know. What was my time? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I know. I remember now. I ran it 
I went, I showed up with my mom. My mom also runs. Okay, so after that, I have to tell you, after I ran the, my first marathon, my mom, my mom is like my ride or die. We do everything together. She wanted to experience the expo with me. She, um, I think she bought me my watch. She's just one of those people that like, like is going to be for you, whatever we're doing. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to be there with you. She's just always been there, like been there for me that way. And, um, after the marathon, she was so motivated to run a marathon or to race because she was like, man, I see old people, young people, fat people, skinny people, like handicapped people, blind people like running. And it's so like, what am I doing? What's my reason not to? And, oh, I loved her. I love that so much. So she ended up signing up to do the run club with me. Okay. And um, we trained for the half and it was on her birthday. Oh, very fun. Yeah, it was her very first race. So it was so it was a it was like a brand new experience and we had a big pumpkin medal. Oh and, um, yeah, it was that year and um it was really, really cool. It was um we didn't I don't think we ran together. No, we didn't run together. Okay. She did her race and I did mine, but <clears throat> But we hung out, we ate, we took our time afterwards, we listened to music, we met people, you know, we just really enjoyed that day together. And I remember we had like we took our shoes off and we were just laying in the on the grass and looking at people walk back and forth, waiting in line, and they had a band. It was just so fun. I have so many memories like that of my mom. Me and my mom just kicking it at races <laughs> it's just it's so fun I am so thankful that I have her <laughs> so has she ever then trained with you for a marathon or does she stick to halves no <laughs> I told her she should but she's my mom is very a very cautious person when it comes to uh herself mm -hmm. with other people she's like oh you can do it you can do anything you could do it don't be afraid. You can do it. But her, for herself, she's very, okay, I'm just going to take one step in. I'm going to do the half marathon. And I don't even think, I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, it's not really much more, I mean, just the longer runs, but she does all the training. Mm -hmm. You go through the whole thing. Like you could run a marathon. <laughs> Maybe one day she'll do it. I'm, I'm going to keep pushing her. Yeah, just, you know, come on, mom. Yeah, I love that for her. Oh, that would just be everything. Well, if she's going to do one, Houston is a, is definitely a course for it. It's of course. It's faster courses out there, and it's home. And it's home, yes. And she knows the course, so she would love that. I, I know she would. I know she would do great. So from 2016 to when you run the 2017 Houston Marathon, that's so your that's when you join your club. And so did you do like a was your training very different? Was your nutrition very different? Is that when you started to kind of figure everything out? Yeah, I had a different plan. I decided to um, 
I decided to train with the team and they had a training plan where um, we would do long runs together and it was just, it was just structured to where everybody was on the same page Mm -hmm. and we kind of all um, just trained together and it was a, we, we had a good group and we all stuck together and we all had a plan and we all met up. So it was really different, you know, when you're on a team and you have that, uh, and you have somebody with you and you have a plan. It's just, it was a different experience. It was, um, I, another level of readiness, I think. And I don't even know what was my time up that year. <laughs> you dropped just over, well, you dropped like 46 minutes off your time and you ran a 4.14.54. 14 yeah I remember that now so did you run that race with any of your training partners or did you run alone again I I'm pretty sure I ran alone um I kind of broke off and did my own thing Mm -hmm. but um I don't know I don't really remember that race (laughs) (laughs) they all blur together after a while especially for some people Um, it's funny. I just was just telling somebody the other day, there's like, when I talk to people for the podcast, there's two different types of runners. There are people who remember absolutely everything about basically every race they've ever run. And then there are people like me who don't. (laughs) Like you would think that you would remember, I would remember I don't even remember what I was wearing. I don't know. I've had people like be able to tell me what the weather conditions were, like how they felt at mile 16. And I'm like, whoo. Yeah. Like there are some races that I could tell you mile by mile, but not that one. I don't remember. I just, I remember more about the training, the process of the, of that, that training season, you know, Mm -hmm. and that was all, but that race day, I don't know. I just don't remember it. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't black out at the finish again though, right? Oh, no, 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 no. I was, I, I'm pretty sure that I did really, that I did better that so, race. I'm going to go out on a limb then and say that the 2017 rock and roll Mexico city was again, not you. That one was me. <laughs> Perfect. <Yes>. Because, okay. <laughs> my mom and I, my mom signed us up for that race. Okay. And we did that. We we did a dot, uh, mother daughter trip uh-huh. to Mexico City, and we lived it up. Like we did everything. We did the tours. We did the eating. We did the walking. We did the the street vendors. Uh-huh. We did it all, all of it. And then my mom got sick oh, the night no. before the race. So we, uh, she gets on, and then, you know, the elevation is crazy there uh-huh. in Mexico city and the race is on literally it's, it's like the elevation's crazy. It's nuts. And so, um, we ended up, uh, she got better, but, and she did the race, but, and it was at night, it was a night race. Oh, is it? I don't know if all rock and roll races are at night, but this one was at night. Not all of them. I know Vegas is, but like I ran Dallas and that was in the morning. Oh yeah. I was thankful that it was at night because 
we have the whole day to kind of get her back to normal because she I, I think she had like a like food poisoning or something but she got she was throwing up and so I, I uh, we got her a bunch of Pedialyte and stuff like that and she was able man my mom my mom's tough she like she, she did that race and uh, that was a lot of fun we crossed the finish line together holding hands that was so fun very cool I would love to do an international race I just haven't it It was very different you know at the water stops Uh they had they didn't have cups because you know you can't drink the water there they had um baggies of water so the they had boxes full of baggies of water so they were just literally tossing bags at you and what you do is you take the baggie and you bite the corner and you suck the water out that's Which crazy. Is like so smart because you don't have all this like plastic. Well, you still plastic, but it's just it was just easier to handle when you're running, and it's it was just easier to carry uh, and drink. But I thought that was really cool, and it was so fun because on the at the on the course, people would scream at you in Spanish. And it was just so fun. I loved it. I we, we we were just like in heaven. It was so fun. And it, we ran around the the angel downtown, and um, we finished in a um, I think it was like a horse, uh, like a racing um, horse track. Okay. But it, it was uh, we were like one of the last ones, and they even ran out of t-shirts, like finish your t-shirts. <laughs> I hate it when we happens. were just so happy to finish. We didn't care. We were just like, okay, whatever. Because we literally walked, we walked and then we would run and then we would walk and run. And we took our time because she wasn't feeling well. Gotcha. Until we got to the end and then we ran in, of course. Or every time we would see a camera, I'm we would obviously <laughs> always got to get those pictures. Yes. It's always like, you know, you like fix your posture. Yes. Well, she, yeah, she definitely did because she was not feeling it. Yeah. We even got like Mexico shirts and like we were so proud. We were just like, yes, yeah. like we belong here. This is our people. Uh-huh. <laughs> we were so happy. Um, so next up now again is the 2018 Houston Marathon. So do you just sign up for this every year? Like yeah, what? I just do it and you know because it because it um it keeps you in the like if you want to stay with what the group is doing you sign up for the the same races. You know, right. if, if you want to do another race, it throws you off or you're on a different schedule. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to do that yet. I was I I I thought, "Oh, how do people do that?" Uh I can't imagine running by myself now. You right. know, it was just because that was just still so new. I didn't know that like you could meet people who are doing other races. And also I just, I, so everybody in my team was, was just doing the, the same few races. Mm -hmm. So that's why, that's all I stuck to. I stuck to what I knew. Well, and so again, training with the champions group and yes, kind of like, I mean, 
every time you run a marathon, it seems like you drop at least a half an hour off your time. Yeah, that, that the next one, I really like, I was confident. I was just, I knew, I knew what I was doing. I knew the course. I, I started to, um, I started to really look at like, okay, maybe I should speed up a little bit or, um, I think at the time I was like leading the group, the, the marathon group okay. um, of that champions team, because it was so new and it wasn't an official group yet. I don't think, I think by that time it had already been a group, but um, this is before you needed a certification to be like a leader. But I was just, I was just like, Hey, let's do this. And me and this other guy would take turns leading the group and, um, so I felt like that gave me a lot of confidence too, because people were looking to me like, oh, she's done this before. And, and I'm the type of person, if you ask me something about what, what I've experienced, like, I'm going to tell you everything. I am not going to hold back. Not one thing, because I, you like, I wish that I had met somebody like that. And so I am what I wish somebody was for me. <laughs> I wish somebody would have been like, don't put honey in your flasks. Why, why are you doing that? There, you can just drink water on the course. Like there's just drink some water. Well, did you I, even uh, ever wear that belt again? Do you remember? I, no, I never wore that belt again. I, I think I may, I let my daughter wear it sometimes to carry her phone when she runs, but <laughs> But yeah, that belt, it, and they're expensive. <laughs> so I, I went and bought it at, um, I don't even think I got it at Fleet Feet. I got it at like an art. It wasn't even like a real running belt. Okay. <laughs> but. So you run Houston in 2018 and now you run a 342.30. Yeah, okay. So I ran that and I finished and I think I was like seven minutes from qualifying for Boston or in my age group. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know, like, right. this is how inexperienced I was. Like, I didn't even know that I was like, like somebody had to be like, oh, did you know that you are seven minutes, you were seven minutes away from qualifying to go to Boston? And I thought, so I would like Google it. I looked it up and sure enough. Yeah. I, if I would have ran it seven minutes faster. And so that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to do it. I am going to really train hard. I'm going to change some things up. And, uh, yeah. Um, that led me, uh, that led me to, a whole other level of of like fitness and like just learning and it's like you when you just when you think you know everything <laughs> like there's a whole other level of stuff that like you can like you can always grow you know it just goes to show you you've all you're always you never know it all you don't know everything and you're always learning even when you even when you think you you got it figured out so that I think mean, that's why I love running it was just it was um and that year was really tough for me because after that I think uh I think we flooded I think Harvey hit 
Harvey was no, that was after her. Harvey was in this in the fall of 2017. So yeah. then 2018 was when you ran a 342. Okay, yeah. So it was after it was just after. So, so it was just like after you got hit. That's when you were like trying to get all your stuff back together. Yeah, I lived with my mom for we our house flooded. We had uh, I think eight feet of water in our house. Ooh. Yeah, we um, that was pretty tough. And you know, I homeschooled my kids out of my home, and so we had. Um, we had like our all our all our books, everything, and all of my runner, all my finisher jackets. Everything was was uh, everything, all of our furniture. We had to move in with my mom, and we lived there for nine months. That was rough, but it was fun because my kids got to spend so much time at my mom's and we did everything together. We watched the Astros win the world series. It was just, it was a cool time. Yeah. But I can see how that's a lot. I mean, yeah. So well, that- and during that time, my mom, my mom was such a, like, um, she was a, such a supportive person in my life. Like she would say, you know what? You need to keep running. Whatever, whatever's going on, forget about it. And just, you need to continue to run and continue to do things to, um, to stay healthy mm-hmm. mentally, you know? Right. Well, Cause it's all so much. It's so much. And uh, I started running. That's when I started running with the Harriers. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I, um, Cause you know, I would follow a few of them on Instagram and just a sort of this, like, man, this team runs and they're very good, but they're so far away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, let me backtrack. After that marathon, I watched the Boston marathon and that was Des Linden's year. Mm-hmm. And, I always keep my, I always like, I watched the marathon with my kids and I was just in tears. Like it was just such an emotional marathon to watch. And, um, I, I decided that I wanted to find a coach to, to help me, uh, qualify for Boston. And, um, I went and I found a coach and I went and ran for him. He had me run um, at the track and he looked at me and he was like, you're never going to qualify for Boston. Ew. And then he was like, why do you want to go to Boston? Everybody wants to go to Boston, but why, why do you want to go? And I was like, this is something I like, this is a, another level for me. Like I was, I was, I was just like explaining to him my heart. Um, there was, there was no way for me to, to explain to him the emotion that I was feeling. Like I did not have words, right. but, and, but I knew that what he was doing was wrong. I knew that was super wrong. So I went home super discouraged and, but just like determined still to find a coach. And so I was following the Harriers and I lived with my mom and my mom lives um, in North Houston like near um, 
uh, like near Aldine in that area. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it's near the Heights. And so okay. the um, Harriers were meeting that Monday at the Heights High School. So I was like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go. And I think I reached out to, to somebody on their Instagram. I don't, I'm, I'm sure it was probably Daniel who was like, yeah, just show up. This is where we meet. And I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't even know how to run, run the track or anything like they, um, they were doing some workout or how to figure out like what pace to run or it was all new to me. So, um, and just seeing them run, I mean, it was just so cool to be in that environment. And I just started doing what they were doing. And, and then, I mean, I felt out of place, but nobody knew that only I knew that. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure I must've looked crazy, but I think my mom was there too. My mom went, my mom was running. So she started going to the, to the track workouts with me. I mean, it was just, it was, uh, we were just trying to figure it out. And then I started running with Neela. Oh, I just adore Neela so much. And I learned so much from her that year. Everything she would say and do, um, I would sort of absorb it mm-hmm. and it would become mine. So, so like she would say, Sally, my best marathon is a 3.15. And I would say, okay, then my best marathon is a 3.15. <laughs> and that became my number. You know, that was like, all right, I want to do that. I want to run a 3.15. And so, because I thought, man, if she can do it and I'm working out with her, mm-hmm. then that means I can do it too. And so I just did everything she was doing. I would do it too. Um, knowing that it would be, it would translate to 315. So um, that, that was what I, so we trained the whole season together. I think they had just come back from Boston. Okay. They had just come back. So there was not, um, they, so I I got to do the whole uh, training season with them for Boston and coach uh, Doug story. Um, built my schedule, my training schedule for me. And man, everything that he put in that schedule, I did it. Okay. Everything. Did you do the short program or the long program? So you did the long program? Yeah, I did everything. And so at the, I, at the track, I would, you know, and by this time, you know, after a while we were able to buy a home in spring and we moved and, um my mom was really sad but but she was happy for us and it was just hard but um yeah I would do I would so I was driving all the way over there on Mondays to do the track workouts with them and Mm -hmm. um sometimes I would be the last one and coach Doug would be out there like waiting for me to finish and um just like I was very determined. I, I wrote down, I wrote down 315 and that pace and I was going to do it. So that was, that was huge. I did. I, I was just like everything about that team just like was, a, was 
an answered prayer for me because I don't think they, I don't think they knew like how much I needed that for my, my mental state, you know, like I needed, I needed them. And, and I held on with both hands. Like I was just like, this is everything. And they were just so welcoming and there's all kinds of people. And coach Doug was just so loving and so like down to earth. And, and the first time I told him I wanted to qualify to, to run Boston, he was like, well, you know, hell yeah. Like you're going to run Boston. Like, why wouldn't you run Boston? We're going to do it. You're going to do it. And so I was like, I just, it was, it was, it was a good year. Like I could cry right now because I'm so thankful. It was so fun. It was a great year. So do you remember what time you needed to run to qualify for Boston in 2019? I'm pretty sure it was 335 or 330. 330. What was it? I don't even know. No, I'd, I'd have to look it up. That's, to that's me, the it didn't matter because I was going to run 315, girl. Like I was <laughs> well, like, it did not well, matter. But you didn't run so, 315. I ran 312. Yes, I know that yeah. time. <laughs> well, I bet. Yes, absolutely. That's amazing. So you did everything Coach Story told you. You ran with, did you run with Neela for every workout or like you? Were no. Okay. So I ran with Neela for my track workouts and some long runs, but Omar, um, I ran with Omar and my, my friend Omar and he ran, we ran every single long run together and um, man, we did really, really good together because, you know, we both, we both would get in the zone and we don't talk and we would just like work out. We would get, we would start and we would finish and we would be like, all right, see you next week. Like it was just like business, you know, it was just, um, and then, um, race day, we had a plan that we were going to run together and, mm -hmm. I mean, it was just, it didn't, didn't work out that way. Omar ended up getting hurt mm -hmm. um, halfway through, I believe. And I ended up having to finish by myself. And I was just like, I don't know if I can do it without you. But he looked at me and he was like, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. Keep going. And so um, I hadn't even really been like thinking about doing it on my own or how it would work out on my own that wasn't a plan I thought we were going to do it together but um the work was done you know mm -hmm. I was going to do it <laughs> I was like unstoppable it was like a, it was a great day too we were gelling we were drinking water Gatorade mm -hmm. he would tell me when to get when to gel and so uh, I just I just stuck with what we were doing and um and yeah, it just happened. I don't even remember like struggling at the Allen Parkway uh, hills. Like I was just like, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> That's fantastic. So what was it? So, I mean, you were, you had to watch on, you had to know where you were. So you knew that you were qualifying for Boston and, but like how far, into the race were you before you knew I mean you knew you were going to run sub 315 but how far into the race were you before you were like 
yes, this is happening. I'm. Oh, I knew. I knew I was way ahead of schedule based on my pace. So I had broke it down by, I need to stick to this pace mm -hmm. to, to hit 315. Mm -hmm. I forgot what it was now. I think it was like seven, seven something. Anyway, but I knew because of my pay, I had, we were running seven, seven, set, like we were running seven minute miles mm -hmm. and effortlessly, like it was just clicking. It was just clicking and, and it was, it was, uh, so I knew early on that I was going to, I knew I was going to qualify. I just didn't know. I thought in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do 310. And so once I started to see the time, I was like, oh, I need to speed it up. I need to pick it up so I can get that 310. But it was, I got in at 312. So. It was, I was happy with that. <laughs> but I remember seeing Starla at the finish line and I didn't see anybody. I didn't see my mom. I didn't see, my husband was looking for me. I think I, I, I saw Starla and she was like, go. She was yelling at me to go. And I was, I, I was just pumped to see her uh, cheering me on at the finish line. And so... So now you're done, you're done Houston, you've qualified for Boston. But in the meantime, you don't sign up for 2020 Houston, you sign up for CIM. So how did you pick that race? Yeah, okay, so I went to the Harriers dinner and talking with Neela, um, we decided that we're gonna do CIM together. And because it was a, a different course, it was a fun course, and she and she uh, had arranged for uh, somewhere for us to stay, and um, we were gonna train together. Mm -hmm. But you know, it didn't work out that way. <laughs> it didn't work out that way. Um, I had a tough time, I guess getting back into the routine after all of that. I don't know what was happening, but um, I ended up, and I was even going to back out of that race. But um, I talked to my husband and I was like, hey, what, I'm even thinking of, it's coming up. The CIM race is coming up. Should we, I'm thinking about not doing it because I haven't really done a long run and he was like, well, you can't because I've already bought the tickets. I've already bought, you know, booked a flight and we've already paid for a hotel and, or the Airbnb. We've already put our money down. So you can't, you have to do it. And so I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So how far out was, was, was it when he told you, no, no, you still have to run? Like, did you have time to get in the long run or did you just get there and wing it? Yeah. Oh, I know what was wrong with me. I had, I had two stress fractures in my feet. Oh. My, I, yeah, I had a, from the, from Boston, from qualifying for Boston, I, I had the, I had um, the outside of my feet oh, hurt so bad for so long and they ended up turning purple and blue and oh. um, it was 
that they were, I had stress fracture. So I needed to have to heal from that and that takes forever. So, um, so I didn't run a whole lot. And he told me that I told him that in August. So I, I had, I had some time, but I was still hurt. Right. And, um, so I was able to still like get some decent running in, but um, not the kind of long runs you want to do before you go on a hilly marathon. <laughs> so, um, so did you get healthy before CIM? Were you healthy by the time you got there? I did. I got healthy enough. Okay. I got healthy enough to where it wasn't a concern. Mm -hmm. but it was still like one of those things it could always come back right you were a little every nervous. now every once in a while you would still I would still feel it mm -hmm. and so I knew that it was a possibility and so this is when I discovered KT tape <laughs> and and then I was like where why didn't I know why didn't anybody tell me about KT tape it was like the best thing because I had the stress fracture and I had a little bit of tendonitis. Okay. I guess from that same, from that same injury. Mm -hmm. And so, um, what I did was I would tape my leg, both of my feet up and my shins up and wear compression socks. Mm -hmm. And that's how I would make it through a long run without feeling anything. And, and it worked like it was amazing. It worked for me. It, maybe it didn't work. It doesn't work for other people like that, but it worked for me. And so I was like, man, I'm going to remember this forever. So the next time I'm injured, I'm just going to like, I'm not sponsored by KT tape, but. <laughs> but you'd love to be. Oh, it is one of the it has saved me from running through pain uh -huh. and I can run through pain but, oh, right. but um, don't want to. why do it when <laughs> it's like exactly take an Advil and <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> and, t and KT tape up your body <laughs> so I mean so you run you run CIM and not in your best shape because you had been have this injury, but, but you still run a 324. Yes. So I, uh, uh, getting to the merit, getting to that race, you get on a bus and you're, uh, they shuttle you to the, to the start line. And of course I'm with Neela and, um, I'm with Lisa and what we we're just planning on they're they're doing sub threes like their their race goals are like out of this world and i and to me i was just like hey i just want to survive this this marathon mm -hmm. and and i'm just gonna finish and if i start to feel pain i'm gonna stop and take care of it and i'll finish but it's not gonna be my best time so, but I'm like with that, I'm like with Neela and she runs to the front to get to her spot because she wants to get up in the, on the, on the start line. Uh -huh. 
And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to walk behind you everywhere you go. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be over here. We have different race goals, but then I see the pace group for 3.30. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, this would be a good place to start. I'm just going to hang out with them. And I ended up latching on to the 3.30 mm-hmm. pace group. And it was a nice group. It was a good group. We stayed together. Um, it started to rain. Oh, it was like goodness. But it was a good distraction to be in the pace group because I wasn't paying attention to my watch. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know which mile we were in. I didn't know how fast we were going. I just was like, I'm just going to stick with them. And what I would do is I would start running like the I would mimic the uh the running uh like their their uh their stride okay of the pacers and I would like try to do these so I'm um uh, so yeah I'm I'm in this pace group and the guy tells me yeah as long as we stay at 744 we're good like that's the plan mm-hmm. and so I was like okay that's good and after a while, um, I started to feel really good. So I started to speed up and I was able to run ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So I knew I was ahead. I was, a, I was doing really good. And um, towards the end, I, um, towards the end, I picked it up a little bit and I was able to run in, but man, that race is tough. That was a tough race, um, but it was fun because I did do a lot of strengthening mm-hmm. because I couldn't run. Okay. For that train for that for that race, um, because of the I had, I had the stress fractures, I was going to the gym a lot and I was trying really hard to stay in shape and get really strong. And I was able to lean on that strength to really. Um, sustain me in that in, in in that race because I didn't have them I didn't have the miles in the training so so for your strength training was it like a combination of weights and like biking or what were you no I literally I just did I would do um I would do a I forgot what they call it like a body pump class oh, okay like a total body workout twice a week. And then I was doing, what else did I do? I did some, I forgot if I did anything else, but I, um, that's enough. Those car, those classes. Yeah, no, I was doing like, but I was in there doing like strength. I was strengthening a lot. So I was really, I was really fit, but in a different way. Right. So, uh, which was, which was new because, you know, as a runner, that's not really a part of, I mean, it should be a part of what we do, but a lot of times we only get, we only look into those things when we're hurt. So I was just, I was just thinking, man, like, what would it be like if I combined the strength and the, the running, you know, that would have been, that would be so great. But I, but I did get really strong and I was able to um, rely on that. That really carried me. 
and you know, the, the mind is so powerful. Mm -hmm. I, I told myself I was going to hold on to that pace crew no matter what. And I was able to get outside of my body and really focus on, on, um, other things to distract me. And those little mind games work, you know, they, um, you really have to be able to, to control your thoughts and because you can take yourself out easily if you, if you don't have that mental toughness. And that's something that I think that I've had, you know, that comes from my, even from playing ball, you know, you, you're a pitcher and you, you're on the mound and I pitched and like, if you're like, you have a you face a batter and she hits a home run off of you. The next batter has to be a clean slate. You can't bring in that, that thought process to this batter. It's a new game. Each batter is a new game. And so that's the same thing in that moment. It's like, each mile is a new mile. You decide if it's going to be a good one or, or if it's going to take you down, you know? So that's how, that's how I, um, it's like, it's a life experience and it translates to, it translates to life, you know? So that, I mean, um, after I finished CIM, my husband, I saw my husband at the finish line and we, uh, we celebrated that night. It was fun. <laughs> we had a, we had an, a, an Airbnb with a few people, with a few friends. So it was cool. I couldn't wait to get home though. It's not, it's not the same when you're done at a marathon and you, I wanted to see my kids. And mm-hmm. so that's the only bad thing about those long distance marathon, those uh, out of state marathons that my kids normally can't go to those. Gotcha. Well, so, um, you're, you're done CIM and now you've got all of this different strength and you're back on the road to being healthy. Um, and you said that how you're very specifics, not the word I want to use, but about picking your next race. So how did you decide to run the Woodlands half? Okay. Yeah. The Woodlands half um as a team I think we decided to do that one but um again I hadn't been training for it it was just um something that had uh that it was just we had to continue to train for something so I just picked up training wherever I could and uh-huh. you know life happens and it but man I ended up doing really really good that race I remember I was gonna I, say you're talking about this like it's like meh, and you ran a 130 I I you know friend Mark um paced me well oh he I, paced the 130 group right yeah he paced the 130 group and uh, again I was like hello here we are again just hang on to the pace group and it's just half the distance but man it hurts it if you're not in shape it hurts and and you have to be okay with being in pain Mm -hmm. for that long and I started to I started to drop it at the end but I think I was like a minute off from 
qualifying for elite status. I think it's like one oh, for like the next year. One twenty nine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's like one thirty oh one. I mean, I would be like, hey, I'm a local. Can't we get this in? I think we should make this happen. I totally still did the application. <laughs> I did do it just because I was like, hey, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, they'll just like slide it through and they'll see that I'm a Harrier and, right. you know, I'll just like go with the team. And that was another thing. It was so cool because all of these awesome Harrier women, we all ran together at the start and we all sort of finished together. And so for the podium in my age group, we were all Harriers. I think all, I think for most of the, um, the, the age groups were Harrier women. Oh, and, that's men. Pretty cool. and men, but I'm just like, the women, the women were uh, well represented. Nice. So we've reached that part of everybody's favorite year. Um, so had you, you were planning to run Boston in 2020, correct? Yes, we booked our flight. We had everything. We were saving money because it was going to be uh, like one of those once in a lifetime things and oh and it just was it was heartbreaking but there were other things that were I mean it was just like in when you put it in perspective like the marathon was was nothing you know it's just not a big deal but yeah um it was it was a tough it was tough but not compared to what other people were experiencing so have you registered are you going to go this fall yes i am registered and my application was accepted and hotels booked flight is booked <laughs> so fingers crossed yes. that everything goes i start training in in june okay but i'm i'm starting to do a little bit more here and there and um i've got my my team lined up, my training team. Yeah, there's probably coach. a pretty big group. Well, so are you training for that with the Harriers again and using Coach Story or are you with? Yes, I'm training with the Harriers and I'm, I'm going to, Sarah Sherrington will, um, will train me this year. Uh, she's going to make my schedule for me and we're going to work together. We have very similar uh, goals for this year for Boston and uh, Houston. Of course, she's going to be like way stronger and faster than me, but um, I'm going to chase her like crazy. And um, yeah, I, I think that this is going to be, it's going to be a new, a new, a new take on what I normally do, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I'm going to, I mean, it's just like, I want to learn more. Like, what else can I learn? And uh and I have so much more um, like grit experience after training through the pandemic mm -hmm. and training through some ultras that are just like. 
I was going to say, let's talk oh. about that for a minute. I mean, middle of a pandemic and you just decide I'm going to run the Rocky Raccoon 100. Yes. <laughs> well, I did the, I also did the, um, the jalapeno hundred okay. uh, K. Um, and uh, I trained with, I trained with Neil. I mean, we had a, we had an ultra Harrier team. Okay. So we really had a group that we stuck together and we, um, we trained, we were, tra the goal was to train for the, uh, the jalapeno um, that Trot was going to put on at 7IL. And um, we had heard that it was going to be really sandy and it was going to be, so it was going to be really hard. So um, my friend, my really good friend, awesome friend, Robin Phelps, who is, who uh, is just like, I'm, I'm just a fan. And just every time I'm a, I run with her, I learn so much because she's an ultra fanatic. Like she runs hundred K's like every other week. So she's amazing. And, and just like a wealth of information. So <clears throat> I started running in July. I started running with her. I think in July, I started running with her um, to get to complete the Trans Texas um, trot race. It's 875 miles virtual running across Texas, and so the, I I used that to kind of get me through the the pandemic to stay motivated. Mm -hmm. And through her, I learned about the, um, the jalapeno and I mentioned it to some of the Harriers and they had already signed up. And so I signed up. So signing up for the 100K, I started training with Mila. Mila was going to do the 100K, but she was going to like, she was going for gold. Like she was going to go and win it. <laughs> so it was just, uh, it was cool to have that team that every Saturday we were there at 4.30, 5 o'clock, and we were just running loops, mm -hmm. loop after loop after loop. I I mean, it was, and we would take a break at the car and get back out there and run more loops. We were running 30 miles a week, I mean, 30 miles a, a Saturday. Yeah, it was just, that's what we did. And um, we were able to get through that uh, 100K at 7IL with our team and um and then shortly after I did the Rocky with my buddy Eden uh we did uh, we partnered up and we did that one together we were we uh we we were like we ran every single step together on that race so which was one of the toughest races I have ever run because that terrain is no joke mm -hmm. and um yeah, I learned a lot from him and we talked and we, we, I mean, through thick and thin, we, we, we needed each other. That was a tough race. Yeah. I, I, oof. I mean, I can't, I, I've never run a marathon. I can't picture an ultra. Well, it's just like, if you, I mean, you just think about how long you're out there and you just have to be able to be out there for that long like forget about the miles like 
it's just being out there and doing this for that long. Mm-hmm. We started at one, one of them, we, the jalapeno started at noon and we, I was done at like four in the morning or one in the morning, I forgot. Yeah. And uh, Rocky, we started at, I think, eight and I was done at like one in the morning. Mm-hmm. So you're literally running all day long. So you you go through all these crazy transitions. You you're you're not the same person you are when you started the race. You change so much. So at the end, you're just surviving. Like who cares? Like let's just finish. Like you know. Um. So I had just saw on your Instagram your. Well, so you're going to run Boston first, but you are already signed up for Houston and you are fundraising this year. Yes. For a second cup. So tell me what a second cup does. Okay. So second cup is um, a nonprofit in Houston that works to rehabilitate and to support survivors of human trafficking here in Houston. Mm -hmm. And they're the only one of its kind here in Houston. So, and they're located here in the Heights. The, um, we also did a, uh, a 50 mile run to support them with the Harriers. And I ended up uh, running out. My goal was to run a hundred miles um, at Memorial Park, but um, I had developed crazy blisters so I couldn't do it but I ended up doing um 50 miles I did do the 50 miles and I think it I think it came out to be like I don't know I don't even know how many loops that is like maybe 20 loops I don't know I don't know less than <laughs> but, that was, but it's still a lot <laughs> I think it's 17 or something anyway we, yeah we we were there a really long time. Mila ended up doing a hundred miles for a second cup, but um, Sarah, um, Sarah really dug in and is like, like a champion for a second cup. So really her bringing them to, to the Harriers and learning about the organization through Sarah. And then, I mean, it's just, it's amazing what they're doing in the city of Houston. And I really wish that there was something like that in North Houston where I live because it's really needed. I, um, you know, 1960 tends to be like a hotspot for sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. And um, I would really love to do what I can, whatever I can to help them grow to where they can teach other people what they're doing and so this can become this can become a community project a this can be a part of what we do here and help people and just like um a part of our culture to rehabilitate from the crazy statistics that we have in this um on this issue i love it um, I was always a huge fan of the Run for a Reason program when I was at the marathon, but as an employee there, it was just never something that we were able to participate in. 
and I haven't had the chance to, to do that race yet myself. Um, but well, so one of the other things I just met you for the first time this past Sunday, um, when I joined the Harriers for the run for social justice that they did. Um, and so it seems like you personally are pretty active, um, in supporting causes like that, supporting things like Black Lives Matter and supporting the AAPI community and supporting like, just to make sure that, I guess everybody in the city is represented, if that makes sense. Why is that something that's important to you? I think, I think as a, as a person of color, this is something that I deal with all the time. Um, even when I'm not running, this is a, you know, it's just something that we are always aware of. And um, we walk into a room with these uh, walls up, our defenses are high and we, um, we move a little bit differently than, than, um, than people are aware of. And so running has always been like a safe place that you're, you're not supposed to feel that way. And, um, and it just is not that way, unfortunately. Um, I've experienced um, some very terrible and hurtful things as, um, as a woman of color and, um, and some things that, um, that are just not easy to, to talk about because it's just hurtful and it's traumatic. And, um, but I know that there's power there, you know, like, oh, the story to tell that story, but there's just, it's just oh. like, if it wasn't about me, if I had to defend somebody else, it would be different, but it's, it's me, you know? So, so for instance, um, I, happened to live in a neighborhood in spring and I to access a trail nearby I run through a little a little road to kind of get out of my neighborhood and on my way back one day um, um, a, a truck ran drove, drove past me and yelled for me to get out of the road and to go back to my country and um that's it just it just paralyzed me and shocked me and I I just like stopped and looked around I wanted to know if anybody else heard or saw or and you know what's shocking is like how I how I feel embarrassed you know I still feel like ugh, like I don't know like it's just but it's not true, you know, it's just the internal, the internal um, voices that lie, you know, that are, that are already there based on what society has made me feel. And so hearing that, um, I, I ran home as fast as I could and, um, but I had to, I had to, I had to really like talk to myself and tell myself, Hey, you know, this was wrong. This should not have happened. I don't deserve this. This was so wrong. 
and um, I am I am worthy of being here and I am supposed to be here and um, and it's and this was wrong this is a violation and I had to let it go because if I don't let it go and if I continue to think about it and um, be hurt in that I mean it's just it's an unhealthy way to live. I would live like that all the time, you know, I, because stuff like that happens, unfortunately, all the time. And um, I just think about what would have, what would, like, what if I had had my daughter with me? I run with my daughter now. It's like, what, what if I had been running with her? And, um, or what if he would have hit me? You know, I just, like, your mind goes to these crazy places. So needless to say, I don't run down that road anymore. One day maybe I will get back the courage to run down that road, but it's just um, something I'm still trying to process through. And unfortunately, that's where we are. And, uh, the you know, I don't get it, but it's so hurtful. And I hate to see that. Um I hate to see that. Um, I would hate to see that happen to my kids. So I would really love to, for us in the running community to lead the way with compassion and to find a way in our communities to talk about race, to talk about these kinds of situations to where we can just be a little bit more um, empathetic to people and their struggles. And um, yeah, you might not know what it's like, but but be compassionate and um, I don't know, be, I don't know, be loving. And this isn't a space where people come to be hurt. You know, people come here to to be better and to be loved and to be motivated and be a better version of themselves, not to be attacked or, yeah, it's, it sucks. It, it really does. And I do think, I mean, I really appreciate that you just shared that story with me. Um, I think it is important to share those stories because there are people out there who thinks that things like that, don't happen or can't happen here. Um, and so I'm never happy to share something like that, but I'm always willing to anybody who wants to share stories like that. Um, that's, that's one of the things I want to be here for. And it's one of the reasons that I'm glad that I did just join the Harriers, you know, they're, they actively as a running club, they actively support local and national, um, initiatives to fight against the racial injustice that's going on in the country. Um, yes. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's from from the top to the bottom on, on this team. And it's talked about, it's, uh, it's discussed. And not just that, it's like putting your money where your mouth is. And um, Coach Doug shared um, a statement saying that we accept people 
of all walks of life, all cultures, all. And to me, that was just, that was just, that just made, I mean, that just, you're leading, you know, that's how you lead. And even like sharing a Black Lives Matter um, hashtag and solidarity, like that's huge. Like that you're able to say that this is what we stand for. And like, I don't care what anybody um, thinks about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you. And that means so much. So I know that, um, I know that that's creating a better space for, for my family. Um, and hopefully for, um, for people and welcoming, welcoming new members to, to come and Hopefully it'll change the, you know, the way that people think. I hope so too. Um, Well, for somebody who was afraid that she wouldn't be able to talk for 10 minutes, we're almost 90 minutes in. So. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that. I know. So don't worry. Well, I'll cut some of it out, but nothing, you know, mainly just the black places. So we'll wrap this up with what I consider my fun questions. Okay. Where's your favorite place to run in Houston? Okay, I don't know if this counts, but does the Woodlands count? Well, where in the Woodlands? Okay, so there's this just amazing trail in the Woodlands. It's the Rob Fleming Nature Trail. And I run it with my friend Robin, who introduced me to trail running. <laughs> we We go in there and we run um seven to 15 to 16 miles and we just like and it's covered it's beautiful you go it's got all kinds of terrain it's got sand it's got rocks it's got roots so whatever you're training for if you are running if you're training for an ultra or just training trying to get out of the sun in the summer the rob fleming nature trail is where it's at it's a little bit of a drive north outside of houston but it's worth it this trail is awesome i love going there and my husband knows when i'm going to run there i'm going to be gone for a few hours (laughs) because you're not rushed you can't run fast in a trail and i mean it's just you stop and you drink water and you hang out and then you go, I mean, it's just like, it's just, it's just one of those things you enjoy yourself when you're out there. And um, when you're done, you're just a different person, you know, you left it all out there. It's, you know, what troubles? <laughs> we worked it all out on the trail. <laughs> well, maybe I'll have to road trip up there one weekend. Yes. It's um, so fun. If you could run with anyone living or dead, for any distance, who would it be and how far would you go? Okay, hands down, my husband. My husband, Sean, is the most hype, most motivated, most loving, the most like, the best coach, just the, the he's the guy you want on your team, you know? And he knows what to say. I remember I, uh, he drove me to the, um, 
I signed up for the the Brazos Bend 50, but I ended up signing up for the 25K, but I showed up late. And when he dropped me off to start, he was like, all right, go pass up some people because we have somewhere to be. <laughs> like, I was like, okay. And so I literally did not stop passing up people. I got second place in like women's age group. Yeah, I was like, I think it was second place woman or in my age group, I don't know. But I ended up passing people nonstop. I never stopped. I was just, his voice was in my head and this was 25K. So it's like, this is a short race. I can get in here and get it done. And it was at seven IL. So I was like, I know this course. <laughs> I ran a hundred K here. This is nothing. 25K, that's nothing. <laughs> um, thinking back to all of the running you've ever done, and it does not have to be a race, what was your best running experience? Oh, just qualifying for Boston. Yeah, Houston, that that race for me, like I remember every, every gel. Every, I remember, like, you know, that was just one of those races for me. I was so thankful and, and um, just everything worked out. It was such a beautiful day. And the, the sun was like reflecting off the buildings when I was running into downtown. It was just beautiful. It was like Emerald City. You know, that whole, like all the lights and it was great. Yeah. Do you have any crazy running stories? Like good crazy or bad crazy? I don't know. I have that's a up bad. To you. <laughs> I don't want to do the bad one. Well, then um, you don't have to do the bad one. Yeah, I'm not. Um, Am I, I just I loved I love seeing I love seeing my friends. My I love seeing Mila crush a hundred miles at Memorial Park. I'd like to know how many loops that is. It's 33. Yeah, that sounds right. Loops. Yeah. 30, 30, Can you imagine? No, no, I can't. I go bonkers after running like two and a half. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's, that was awesome to see her push through that. And that's another level of like strength that I want to run a hundred miles. All right. Are you Last question. Okay. We've talked about how you got into running and we've talked through most of your running journey. Why do you keep going? Why do you run? Oh, I run because I feel like it helps me to connect to my true self like my happy self, my balanced self. Um, I can be extremely emotional and I tend to operate from that emotion a lot of times. And it tends to be um, <clears throat> sometimes not, not reality, you know? And so a lot of times where I'm running and like it's, it's, it's God because he'll bring something to my attention and I, and, and I'll start thinking about it. And then like, man, I really overreacted or 
I should have done this or I should really call this person or I need to really reach out and and uh, be a better friend to this person. You know, it helps me to be outside of myself and really focus on on things besides myself that, you know, and I think that a lot of times we get so caught up in what we're about and we need to also like serve others and that helps to put our our problems and our things our issues into perspective um so just i feel like i feel like that's a that helps me um to connect to that side of me that i believe is my true self not the stressed out anxious emotional um me you know I like it. All right. Well, thank you so much for all of your time. I'm really happy that we had this time to, to, I mean, really meet for the, I met you the other day, but like to really get to know you and to share your story. And I can't wait for this episode to air. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at runners of Hugh. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or however your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.